begin the Gemara today at the bottom of Daf Yud Aleph from the base Toner Abbanan. So the Gemara here before was speaking about the person that got married, and then he discovers that the wife that he thought was a basula is actually a bula. She had a relation with someone else before, and the question is, what happens now? So we had one opinion in the Gemara, which was Rava, I believe, that said that it'll be a, um, or actually maybe it was Rav Sheshes. There was an argument here between Rava and Rav Sheshes, whether what happens now, that it's a complete mekachtos, it's a total mistake, the whole entire uh, marriage, because she's not who she thought she is. Or, no, it's not a complete mekachtos, but if she thought, if she was supposed to get Masayim, two, two, two zuz, two, two hundred zuz, that is, for the Ksube, she gets instead only one mana. But it doesn't annul the entire marriage. So let's see. Gemara now brings a Braise with Amiraim that speak about this Braise with the same exact question. If you have this woman so in her first marriage, so her husband already brought her in, for the full marriage, Nisuin, which is the second stage of marriage. So she was already brought in for f- fully. But, There are Edim that tell us clearly that she was never secluded. She was never privately with her husband. Even if she was secluded, she was privately with her husband. But she wasn't with him privately long enough that she, he should be able to have marital relations with her. So basically, according to these Aiden, we know for a fact that she's still a basula. Now, when she gets married again, if she, if she got, became an almono, she got divorced, whatever it is. <coughs> now, the second marriage, the husband will not be able to say, Oh, I thought that she's a basula. I understood that she's a basula. And, and therefore, and if, if I discover that she's not a basula, I could have a taina. I could have a claim of here that it's not right. Once she already was fully married with the first marriage, the second marriage, he could have no tainess, he can't expect her to be a besula anymore. This is similar to, to what we learned before in a mission here, where the Mishnah says, once you enter into a marriage, even if you know that there was no actual beard, there was no actual relation between them, but if there was a nisun, there was a chuppet, there was a full marriage, that automatically changes her status. She does not have the status of a basula anymore. So in, the, in, an, in another marriage that follows later, the husband, the second husband, cannot say that I thought that she was a basula. Now based on this, the Gemara says, Amar Rabbe. So Rabbe says, what can we learn from here? Zoyi Semeres. This Braise teaches us, Kintza Becheskas Basula, that the second husband here that married this woman with the status of being a basula, because the Braiseer says the case is we have Adam. We have Adam telling us that in the first marriage she never had any relation with the first husband. So that means that the second husband is really marrying her with the uh, status that she's a basula. And Venim says baula, and then he, he discovers that really she was a baula. He sees that she's not, she's not a basula. So what does the Braiseer over here say? She gets a ksuba of a mana. Because the Braiseer says that that in, in this case, we say that once she already had a full marriage before, even though there are Adam that said that she's a basula, she doesn't lose a ksuba completely. We say that she gets married with the status of being a baula, and therefore you get a ksuba of a mana. So from here we could learn that even though there's Adam saying that she's a basula, but nevertheless, when he finds out that she's a baula, she still gets a ksuba of a mana. She doesn't lose the ksuba altogether. We don't say that the whole marriage is a mekhtas. That's what Rabbi proved from this b'raisa. 
So Ravashi but Ravashi argues and says, no, there's no proof from here at all. But Alma, usually, Loyla Memelach, I would tell you, Lesla Klal, she gets nothing. If he marries her with the status of a Pesula, and then he sees that she's a Bula, so the whole marriage is nothing. She gets nothing. Shani Hacha, but this case is different. Why? Shaharekin Sarishain. Over here, it's not Stam, a girl that he married thinking that she's a Basula. Over here, true, there were Aiden that testified that she's a Basula because she never had any relation with her first husband. But the halacha is that once she gets married, a full marriage to the first husband, even if Adam tell us that they never had a relation, the very fact that they were married with a full marriage, that changes the status. Chachamim said that that itself is, is a sufficient reason that we change her status, that she's considered to be a ba'ula. And therefore, it's in this case that we say that if you're marrying her, she gets a ksuba, a mana, and, and she doesn't lose it altogether. But in a regular case, it's not in a regular case, maybe Taki would get nothing. Now the Gemara asks on the Braise itself. But the Neichesh, what is this Braise saying? In the first marriage, we know we have Adim, that she had no relation to her first husband. Now the second husband marries her and he discovers that she's a Bu'ula. But the question is, how do we allow the second husband to remain married to her? Venechesh, why aren't we concerned? Shema Tacht of Zinsa, that maybe this woman was Mizana after the Edison. And while she was already an Ashish, so he, he's not allowed to remain married to her. So why are we concerned about this? So Rav Shravya says, over here the case is, What happened is, even though in those times, usually the Kedushin, which is the Edison, and then the Nisuin, was, there's a long time in between them, even a year in between them, but over here the case was that they did it the way it's done today. The Kedushin, and then immediately the Nisun, there was no time in between, so therefore there's nothing to be concerned about that he was boiler during that, that someone that is, someone was boiler in this time in between, and, and therefore we're not concerned about this. Okay, so this is one version of this discussion. Now the Gemara brings another version, and this is connected to a Mishnah before here on Daf, the, the, the previous Daf, on Daf Yeralaf Amaralaf. There are others that, that learned this discussion here regarding the Mishnah that we had before. The Mishnah says something similar to the Braisa, but not exactly the same. In the Mishnah it says, Besula, Almana, Grusha, Chalutza, Min, Hanisuen. A Besula, she's still a Besula, and, but she's at the same time also an Almana, or a Grusha, or a Chalutza from Hanisuen, from a full marriage. But what happened? She did not, uh, she, there was a full marriage, but she did not have any relation with her first husband. Ksubasan mana. She gets, her ksuba is going to be only a mana if she gets remarried again. And again, the point is, once she entered into a first marriage, a full marriage, even if she didn't actually have a relation with her first husband, but the very fact that she entered into a full marriage, that itself changes her status from being a basula to a bula. So therefore, if she gets remarried again, her ksuba is only a mana. And the Eilam, Taina is Basulin. And therefore the second husband can't have any Taina about the fact that she's not a Basula. So Basula, Mananasuin, Heichimishkachasla, what exactly is the case here? That she was already previously fully married and she's still a Basula. How is this? She entered into Chope, whatever the meaning of Chope is, Chope could be Yichod, there's different uh, interpretations of Chope, but there was a Chope which creates the full marriage, but Velay Nivala. But Bepayal, she didn't have any married relations with her husband. So therefore, she's still a Basula. And she gets, by the second marriage, her Ksub is going to be only one mana. So now again, the Gemara goes through the same discussion that it said before. Now, Marabe, so Rabbe wanted to say, based on this, Zoysay Meres. 
So this Mishnah teaches us, If a husband marries his wife and he assumes that she's a basula, and Nimtza's Ba'ula, but it comes out that she's really a Ba'ula, Ksubasamana, she still gets a Ksubavamana, because that's essentially what this case is. She was married before, but she was a Basula. She never had a relation with her first husband. So when the husband married her, the second husband that is, he assumed that she's a Basula, and it turns out that she's a Ba'ula, and what does the Mishnah say? She still gets a Ksuba of a Mana. So again, Ravashi answers, Ravashi really I would tell you, Ba'alma less Laklal. Usually, when you marry a girl thinking she's a basula, and it turns out she's a baula, she gets nothing. It's a mekech But v'shani hacha, this case is different. She entered into a chuppah previously, in a previous marriage, and that changes her status. And therefore, you should know that she's already does not have the status of a basula, and she gets a ksuba of a mana. Again, the Gemara asks the same question as before. But v'leichesh, shema, tachtov, zinsa. If we know she didn't have any relation with her previous husband, and now the second husband sees that she's not a besula anymore, why are we concerned that she had a relation with someone else after she became an ashes ish? So who says you're even allowed to live with her? The second husband was Makadisher and was Bailer and the Nisun was immediately, and there's no concern that in between when she was an ashes ish, someone else was Bailer. Okay, so those are the two versions here, whether the discussion was on the Braise or on a Mishnah before. Now, what's the only difference between this Braise and the Mishnah? In the Mishnah, it's speaking about a case of a woman that was previously married and she had no relation with her husband, but there's no Adim for that. There's no Adim testifying and telling us this, that she had no relation with her previous husband. In the Braise, the cases that are Adim. The Bryce is a bigger chiddush. The Bryce is saying, even if there are Adim telling us that she had no relation with her previous husband, nevertheless, once she was fully married, her status changes. So now based on this, the Gemara says, Man de The one that says over here, this whole discussion regarding the Bryce, where there's Adim telling us that she had no relation with the previous husband. And, and nevertheless, even though there's Adim telling us that she's still a basula, basically, but still... Rav Ashi came and said that once she was fully married, her status changes. So, most definitely we could say that the same is true regarding our Mishnah, where there are no Edim telling us that she had no relation with the previous husband. And so over there, it's, it's simpler to say that her status changes. The Chiddush of Rav Ashi is, even in a case where there's actually Edim telling us that she had no relation with the previous husband, still, she's not a Basula anymore. But one that says the Chiddush of Rav Ashi here regarding what it said in the Mishnah when there are no Edim that she had no relation with the previous husband. So Avala But regarding the Brayse, Rav Ashi would never say this. Why? Because the husband could say, "True, you were fully married before to a previous husband, but there are Edim here. There are Edim telling us that you never had any relation with the previous husband. So I was relying on the Edim that you're a Basula. So therefore." In this case, Ravashi would agree to Rabbah that we see here when a person marries a woman thinking that she's a basula and it turns out she's a baula, she still gets a ksuba of a mana. So, Akhtayel Gemishneh, Ha'aychel. Again? Tomorrow answer a simple answer here. That? As he answered before. Which is? That you're, you're cheshish, uh, nobody will know the difference. You know, why is this person getting uh, siding when she was married already? Mm-hmm. So, the Rabbanon... The whole thing is that she was married already. Correct. And now she either she bought Adis or she didn't bring Adis. That, that, that she's still a Basula. Correct. 
But who? But people don't know that. People don't know that she didn't have a relation. That's right. In a case where there's Adam, the people should know. In a case where there's Adam, when there's no Adam, maybe not here. And so, this, so there should be a takana with the rabbanon. Yeah, no, okay, maybe. He had that before. You might have said such a swara before. Okay, I don't you remember. Make other things, you know, that, okay. that people don't know. Right. A person that goes to eat by his father-in-law in the section of Yehuda in Eretz Yisrael. So we learned this before. Basically, in the place of Yehuda, the minig was that even at the first stage of marriage, by the Edison, they would have the husband and wife uh, go through Yichud. It was this, they, they were secluded with one another. And then they would separate them for a year or so. And then they would come back and get fully married. That was the minig in Yehuda. So when, a, when, a, when a, uh, the chassan comes and eats by his in-laws in the section of Yehuda and Eretz Yisrael, shaloi be'edim. But there were no witnesses present to see what went on there. So any yachalitin tainez besulim. Later, when he comes and gets fully married to her, he's not going to be able to come and say that I discovered she's not a besula. Why? Because in Yehuda, the minig is that already at the first beginning, at the time of the Edison, he was misyachet with his wife. So therefore, he's the one that was boil her then. So later on, he can't come and taina that she's not a basula. So the Gemara has an idea from the Lashon of the Mishnah. Midiktani says the Gemara, what did it say in the Mishnah? The one that goes and eats by his in-laws. Meaning, what do you understand from this? Meklal, the ikeduchte b'Yehuda, Nami That means that even in Yehuda as well, there is a place in Yehuda where the minig was that you did not go to your in-laws and they did not uh, bring the husband and wife together to be meyached them, to, to put them in seclusion together. It, the Mishnah should have said, not The Mishnah should have said, if you marry, if you get married to a wife in Yehuda, for everybody, not the one that goes and eats by his uh, in-laws in Yehuda. So it's mashma that in Yehuda itself, there are those that would go to their in-laws by, by the time of the Edison, the first stage of the marriage, and those that didn't. Omer Abayah, so therefore Abayah says, based on this Lashon of the Mishnah, Shmamina, from where we could learn, In Yehuda as well, there are different places, there are different minhagim, whether the husband and wife would be secluded at the time of the Edison. And we see this also from what we learned in Abraisa. Omer Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda said, Be Yehuda, in the section of Yehuda in Eretz Yisrael, Bari Shaina, in the beginning, the meaning was as follows. They would bring the Chosna and Kala together in seclusion, a while before they entered to the Chopa, which is the second stage of marriage. So even though the Braise uses the term, it doesn't literally mean one hour. It means at the time of the Edison, or sometime between the Nisuin and the Edison, they would bring them together with, in a Yichud. What was the purpose of this? In order that the Chassan should become comfortable with the Kala. He's, he got in married to her, the first stage of marriage, and then they don't live together, Bechlal. And then later he's getting married to her. So in order to make them comfortable, so they would be Miyachet them before already. But in Galil, another section of Eretz Yisrael, they would not do this. That's one minig that they had in Yehuda. Another minig, be Yehuda, the minig in Yehuda was, but in the beginning, they would give for the Chasna and Kala two people to accompany them. One accompanying him and one accompanying her. In order to inspect the matters by the chasen and the kala when they enter into the chope, and then they have the yichod and the bia to go and see what's the story. 
Is there blood? Is there no blood? To make sure that afterwards there's any arguments between them so they can come and report what it is that happened, whether there was blood there or not. So this was the min- another meaning that they had in Yehuda. In Galil, they would not do this. A third meaning in Yehuda, be Yehuda, but Yishayna. In Yehuda, so in the beginning, these people that accompany the Chassan and Kala would also come to them together in the house and they would sleep in the same house as the Chassan and Kala that night. But a Begalil, in Galil, that's in another section of Yisrael, they did not do this. Okay, so those are the three Minhagim that they had in Yehuda that was unique. Now the Braisa concludes and says, whoever does not do like this Minig, he cannot then come with any arguments to say that the wife that he married, he thought she's a basula and she's not a basula. You can't have any of these tainas. That's the conclusion of the Braisa. So the Gemara asks on this, when it says there that if, not, if you did not do like this minig, you can't have any tainas basulim, what exactly is this uh, last statement of the Braisa going on? Aha, on which section of the Braisa? Is it going on the beginning of the Braisa? What does it say in the beginning of the Braise? That in Yehuda, the Chassan and the Kala would already have a Yichud before, at the time of Edison. So what is the Braise saying? That if you did not do this Minig, so then you can't have a Tainus Psulim. Why not? What is this going on? If this is going on the Reishe, where it talks about the Minig in Yehuda, the Braise should have said the opposite. If you follow the Minig in Yehuda, so then you can't have any Tainus Pesulim. If you followed what they do in Yehuda, since they were Mesiachet already, they were in seclusion already before, at the time of the Edison, so the husband can't come later and say that his wife is not a Basula, perhaps he's the one that was Bailer before. So why does it say if you're not Noyik that Minik? So I'm a Rabbaye. Rabbaye says, it's, uh, sorry, I skipped over here something, one second. Elo, the Gemara says, Elo Asefe. You have to say that it goes on the next case, on the next minig that the Braisa mentioned. What was the next minig it mentioned? That they would send Shushvinin, they would send people to accompany the Chassan and the Kala to be Mamashmish, to go and see, to check, to inspect if there's blood, if there's no blood. If so, the Gemara says it should, the Braisa should have used a different expression. The Braisa should have said if they did not make that, if they did not inspect. If, it not, if they did not have those shushvinim to inspect to see what happened between them. So then you can't have any tainas besulim. If there was someone that was there that inspected and, and, uh, and then he knows what happened, so then you can have a tainas besulim. They'll, they'll come and tell you. They'll, they'll come and back up your claim to see if there was blood or if there was no blood. But if, if, if you didn't allow anyone to come and inspect, so then you can't have any tainas. That's what it should. So it should have used a different term, kolshalei mushmash, not minig. It's not a minig of the chassan and the kala. It's a minig of these people that come and accompany to come and inspect uh, what's going on. So Amar Abayis, the Gemara here says three ways how to read this brayse. Abayis says loylama reisha. The last line of the brayse goes back on the reisha otni, and the way to read the brayse is kol shenohag. If you're noyeg, like they did in Yehuda, that the Chassan and Kala were secluded at the time of the Edison, so then you can't have any tainus later, but by the time of Nisun, that she's not a Basula. So he changes the words of the Braise. He reads it, Kol Shonohag. Rave, but Rav asks him this, Kol But in our Braise, it says, Loinog, that if you, if you do not have this custom, then you can't have a tainus Basulam. So how, how are you changing the words of the Braise? El Amar Rave, so therefore Rav says, Hachi Kohoma, the Braise means as follows. 
If someone did not have the custom in the Galil, the way it was usually in Galil, Again, in Galil, the minig was at the Chassan and Kale, there was no seclusion, there was no yichud by them at the time of the Edison. So if you were not noyig like the minig of Galil, el minig Yehuda be Galil, you, your, your, your minig was like the people of Yehuda that the Chassan and Kale were secluded at the time of the Edison. So then, So then, even in Galil, you can't have any tainus that your wife is not a basula because you were already misyached with her earlier at the time of the Edison. The third way I had to read this Brayse said, Avashiyama, Loyalama Seife. This last line of the Brayse goes in the Seife, Utni, Kol Shalei Mushmash. Instead of reading it as Kol Shalei Noag, you have to read it Kol Shalei Mushmash. If you did not bring those people to accompany you to inspect matters of what happened, you can't have any tainus later. Okay. Zogtegelege Mishneh, Achas, Almonas Yisrael. So he's going back to the Allah of the Ksuba. What's the amount of money that uh, there is in a Ksuba? So the Mishnah says, whether it's an almana, that, and she is a bas Yisrael, v'achas almanas koyenim, or whether she's an almana and she's a bas koyen, ksubas almana. The ksuba by an almana is always a mana. Now, bezden shal koyenim, there was a bezden of koyenim, hoyugayven lebesula, they would collect for a besula, which was a bas koyen, arba meyezuz. They would collect double the amount of a usual ksuba, 400 zuz. Because a, a, a bas kayin is more uh, distinguished, it's a greater yichus, it's a, it's a, so therefore for a bas kayin, they would demand from the husband to pay 400 zos. Chachamim did not protest against this, they allowed to, to request 400 zos. Tana, as Dr. Gemara, we learned, Nabraise, Valmon, as Kayin. In both cases, she's married to a Yisrael? Uh, let's see, we'll see soon here in the Gemara. Yeah, but Pash, just, let's say she's married to a Yisrael, yeah. So Tana we learned Nabraisa of Almanas Kainim Ksubasa Masayim. That by an Almana and she's a Baskayan, her Ksuba is actually two hundred Zuz. But we just learned here in the Mishnah, any Almana, whether she's a Bas Yisrael or a Baskayan, Ksubasa Mana, her Ksuba is still a mana. Amaravashi, Saravashi says, Shtei Takonis Havu. There were two times, there were two periods of what they instituted <coughs> for an almana, which is a baskayin. In the beginning, the takana of a baskayin was that she gets 400 zuz, double the amount of a regular ksuba. And an almana that's a baskayin mana. She drops down all the way to the regular amount of what every, what every bas Yisrael gets, and she only gets a mana. What happened? Kivin the chazu, the mezalzali now since they saw that these almanists, that are baskayin, so people were mezalzaling them, people treated them very, uh, without any proper respect, they said, look, they get a, they get a ksuba that, that dropped down so low, so they don't have uh, any, any chshivis. Before their ksuba was 400 zuz. Now they dropped down to ksuba of, a, of a one, just 100. So people did not want to necessarily marry them. This was a gnai for them, that now their ksuba becomes the same like a regular almana of a bas Yisrael. So tekinu masan. So that an almana that's a baskayin, so her ksuba should not drop down so low to one hundred zuz from four hundred to one hundred, but she should get two hundred zuz. But then what happened? Then saw the minayu that people did not want to marry an almana which is a baskayin. It's more expensive. The Amri people said, Why should we get married to an Almana, which is a Baskayin? We might as well marry a Basula, which is a Bas Yisrael. It's the same, it's the same price of Iksuba, 200 Zuz. And we get more for the same price. You get a Basula, which is a Bas Yisrael. Even though a Baskayin has a certain Chshivis, but she's an Almana. 
So therefore, Chachamim brought it back to the, uh, to the level that, they, that it was before, which was that they only get a mana. So people should be interested in marrying this almana that's a Baskayan. And that's what it says in our Mishnah, that ultimately an almana, whether she's a Baskayan, whether she's a Bas Yisrael, she only gets a Ksuba of one mana. Now the Gemara goes back to what it said in the Mishnah that there was a bezin of Kainim that would uh, request for a, a, a besula, a bas kain, a double, a, a ksuba of 400 zoz. And the Chachamim allowed them to do this. So we're not only speaking about a bezin of Kainim that would request, request this double amount for a ksuba for a bas Yisrael. Even those families that had a distinguished lineage, they were very uh, prominent families. Imratsu, if they want to demand for their daughters, that if you want to marry them, to do the same like the Kainim did, they demanded double price for their Ksobeh, they could do so, Chachamim allowed them. So the Gemara asks in this, now in the Braise it says, Meisvei, so the Braise says as follows, If someone wants to do like the Kainim would do to demand a double ksube, and the Braise gives an example, If it's a Bas Yisrael getting married to a Kain, or a Bas Kain le Yisrael, or a Bas Kain that's getting married to a Yisrael, and he wants to demand a double amount for the ksube, he can do so. That's what the Braise says. So the Gemara is medayik now from this Braise. Bas Yisrael le If it's a Bas Yisrael getting married to a Kain, if it's a Bas Kayin getting married to Yisrael, who the Iket Sa'at Kahuna. So it seems like that it's only in this case because there's a Kayin, there's a Kahuna here. Either she's a Bas Kayin or he's a Kayin. So over here you could demand a double Ksuba. I'm a Bas Yisrael, Yisrael, but if it's a Bas Yisrael getting married to Yisrael, even if it's a girl that's from a very distinguished family, nevertheless, it seems like from the Brahsa that you can't just demand a double Ksuba. So the Gemara answers, Loi. No, you're misunderstanding this Braise. Uh, the Braise is actually telling you a bigger Chiddush. Needless to say, when you have a Bas Yisrael, and she's from a distinguished family, and she's getting married to a Yisrael, the Loi Matsi so now the husband cannot turn around to her and say, You think you're so distinguished? I'm the Kayan. So I'm actually raising your status by you marrying me. Why are you demanding from me to give you an extra amount for your ksube? So I'm the Kayan. So I'm the one that's raising your status. So now when a Bas Yisrael is marrying a Yisrael, the husband is not raising her status. And therefore, it makes more sense to say that we should allow her to demand a double ksube because he's, he's getting the schos to marry a girl from such a distinguished family. But if it's a Bas Yisrael, even if she's from a distinguished family, but she's getting married to a Kayin, the Matzi Allah, so now the husband, the Kayin, could say to her, At the same time that you're from a distinguished family, but I'm raising your status by marrying a Kayin. Maybe in such a case, we don't allow the family, the father of the Bas Yisrael, to demand for his daughter a double Ksubah. So that was the, the bigger Chiddush of the Braitha, that even in a case where it's a Bas Yisrael that marries a Kayin, still the, 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 she can demand a double Ksuba for this. So, going back now to the case of Tainus Psulim, that it said before you could have a Taina, that your wife was not a Psula. So, what happens in the case of Hanoise Esa Isha Volemotzala Psulim? person marries his wife and he discovers that she's not a Psula. 
Now, there's an argument between the husband and wife, what happened there? He, Imedes, she comes and argues and says, what happened was, Misha Erestani Ne'enasti. After the Edison, I was already married to you, I was an Eishas Ish, then there was an Einis, someone went and had a relation with me against my will. And therefore what she's saying to him is, it's your field that got flooded, meaning it's your bad luck. The marriage is a marriage, and the fact that the, I'm not a Basula anymore happened once I was already married to you. For who I met, but the husband argues and says, Loiki, that's not what happened. Before I got married to you, before you were an Eishasish, and you already wore a Bu'ula, and therefore the entire marriage, the whole thing is it's a, it's a mistake, and therefore I don't owe you a penny. So basically the argument over here is, this mission is discussing the, the money of the Ksuba. So the woman says, I want to get the money for the Ksuba. And the husband says, I don't owe you anything for the ksuba. The whole thing is a mekach tos. So what's the halacha? Rabbi Gamliel, Rabbi Yehazah say, we trust her. We trust her that she says that the oinus happened after she was already an eshesish, and therefore she still gets money for the ksuba. Rabbi Yeshua says, why should we trust her? We don't live by what comes out of her mouth. Rather, harezu b'cheskas b'ula. So this woman is, has the chazaka of being a bu'ula from before the marriage, and therefore she gets nothing. Ah, before the whole marriage, and v'hit asoy, she fooled him when she said that she's a basula. Ah, unless she's going to bring Adam, she's going to prove what she's saying, that she only became a bu'ula after the marriage. If she can't prove it, we're not, we don't live by what she says. Therefore she doesn't get anything. So this is the Machlaikis over here. It's a, basically, a Machlaikis regarding the money, whether she could demand money from this, for this Ksuba or not. So as Rashi says here in the Mishnah, and we'll see this right away here in the Gemara as well, what's Taka Deswada to say? Why do Rabbi Gamliel and Rabbi Yezah say that we should trust her even without any Adim? So Rashi says that this is a case of body Vishema, body Adiv. Her taina is a taina's body. She comes and says, I tell you that for a fact, I am certain that what happened over here is that there was an oinus that occurred after I became an ish. When the husband comes and says, This is not something the husband knows. The husband is saying, Shema, maybe what happened was that you were a bull already before. See, because she's a body, it's a body vishama, a body yadif. She's Her taina is a stronger taina. And on that, Rabbi Shua argues and says, no, body vishama, love body yadif. The body is not stronger and she has to bring Adam to prove her, uh, her claim. But where's the uh, Oh, let's see. Oh, that's, that's what the Gemara is going to talk now about chazakis. But first, wait, wait, there's all kinds of chazakis here. Let's see in the Gemara. There's the chazaka of the money, there's the chazaka of her body, of her status. But let's, so let's see. But first, the Gemara brings this machlaikis about body vishama that we find bachlal regarding an argument regarding money. Itmer, so we learned the machlaikis. Mana libiyatcha, a person comes along and tells his, fer- his friend, I, I, you have a mana that I, that I lent you. It's in your hands. So this is a tiny's body. And the person responds and says, Ayme says, Any yedaya? I don't remember. I don't remember if I owe you money, if I don't owe you money. So this is the case of body and Shema. When a person answers, I don't know, I don't remember, still he's going to be Potter. So the Gemara explains, say that he's going to be Chayef to pay because Bari Vishama, the one that's, that's claiming that he owed the money, he's a body, and the one that's answering is a Shema, 
So bari yadif. So the bari is stronger. So you could be might see the, the chiddush over here is that with a tainas bari, even without edim, you could be might see mummy, as long as the, the other person is a shema. But Rav Nachman, Rabbi Yechinen, Amri Potter, but Rabbi Nachman, Rabbi Yechinen say that you're going to be Potter. Why? Because Oiki Memayne Becheskes Mari. Even though the person that's answering Shema is is has a much weaker claim, obviously, than the one that's saying Body, but nevertheless, he has the money in his pocket. If you want to be mighty money from Mamein, the money from his pocket, you have to have Adam for that. Just a tiny body is not going to be good enough. So that's basically the question over here. Do I say that the tiny body is stronger than the Cheskas Mamein? Or do I say no? The cheskas mamein of the one that has the tainus shema is stronger than the tainus body. So now this is basically the exact same thing that we have here in our mishnah, right? What do we have here in our mishnah? The husband is the one that has the money in his pocket, and the woman is the one that has the tainus body. So who's stronger? Do we follow her tainus body, and she's believed to say that she gets the ksuba, or do we follow his cheskas mamein? The money is in his pocket. So the Gemara now brings as follows: Amalei Abayi le Rav Yosef, Abayi said to Rav Yosef, "Ha, the Rav Hone, the Rav Yehuda, this halacha that Rav Hone and Rav Yehuda said it, that the tainus body is stronger." The Shmuli, this is basically the halacha that Shmuel said. What did Shmuel say? So now the Tnat. So first, there's a Mishnah that's later on the next daf. It says there as follows: Haysamu Beres. You see a woman that's that's pregnant. Bamrulah, and she they they say to her, "Mativa Shalubaze, who who are you pregnant from?" And she answers, I'm pregnant from this and this person, and he's a Kain. So the child born is going to be a Kain. That's what she says. And she has no right to this, but she says so. say that we believe her, even though she's not proving it. We pass him like Rabbi Gamliel that we trust her. Now, we'll see there in the Mishnah, the next Patek, that over there Rabbi Yeshua also argues. Rabbi Yeshua says they're the same thing. Rabbi Yeshua says, we're not going to trust her. We don't live by what she says. Uh, okay, but Rabbi Gamliel, Rabbi Yehuda say, we believe her, like similar to what it said in our Mishnah over here. Rabbi Yehuda said in the name of Shmuel, that we pass in like Rabbi Gamliel, that we trust her regarding who, this, uh, who, who she pregnant from. Rav Shmuel by Yehuda said to Rav Yehuda that said this halach in the name of Shmuel, Shinina, a sharp one. This is an expression the Gemara always uses regarding Rav Yehuda, that he was a very sharp individual. You told us in the name of Shmuel, We pass him like Rav Gamliel that she's trusted, not only in that Mishnah later on Dafyud Gimel, where the question is regarding the identity of the child that she's pregnant with, but also in the previous Mishnah, which is right over here, so that we pass like Rabbi Gamliel in our Mishnah over here, where there's an argument not regarding an identity of the child, but the, chi- the, the argument is regarding the money of the Ksuba. And over here as well, Rabbi Gamliel and Rabbi Liezer say that we trust her, that she had a relation with someone after she was already married, and therefore she still deserves the money of the Ksuba. We pass in here like Rabbi Gamliel as well. So my Af now what's the Chiddush when it says that we pass in like Rabbi Gamliel over here as well? Here we're trusting her to take money out of her husband's pocket. So even though usually there's a svara that the money has its chazaka, he's the one that's the muksik that has the money. So how can we trust her to take the money out of his pocket without aiding? But nevertheless, Amar Abba Gamliel, Abba Gamliel says, Bari Yadif. Because she has a tiny body, Bari Vishama, Bari Yadif, even though the husband is the muksik. So that's uh, what Shmuel told us. So now the Gemara comes back and says, if so, what would it come out of here? Leime, shall we say, Rav Yehud, Rav Hone, Rav Yehud and Rav Hone that say, Bari Vishem, Bari Adiv, Domri Karab Gamliel. 
They're following Rabbi Gamliel's opinion that when she has a tiny body, she's believed. Rav Nachman, Rav Yechenin, and Rav Nachman, Rav Yechenin, that say that no body is not strong enough because there's a chazaki here. The other person has the money in his pocket. The Amrik Rabbi Yeshua. They're following what Rabbi Yeshua said in our Mishnah. Rabbi Yeshua said, "Let me pee on a chayim. We can't trust her tiny body because the husband has the money in his pocket." So the Gemara gives two answers to this. Amalach Rav Nachman. Rav Nachman says. And Rav Nachman will answer you here, this case is different. I would agree to Rav Gamliel in the Mishnah that the Taina's body is stronger. Even though usually Rav Nachman says we don't accept the Taina's body. But in our Mishnah we have a reason to accept her Taina's body. Why? The reason why in our Mishnah Rav Gamliel accepted her Taina's body. Because she actually has a migu to back up her taina. What's the concept of a migu? Migu always means when a person says one claim, and he could have said a better claim. So that proves the fact that he's not using the better claim, proves that he's saying the truth. So Rashi explains, what's the migu she could have said? What happened over here? It was discovered that she's not a besula. What did she come and say? That someone was bail me after I became an ashesish. And it was an oinus. She could have said a much better claim. What would have been the better claim? She could have said an accident happened. I'm a mukasait. She could have said nobody was bail me. An accident happened and therefore I'm not a basula anymore. What's the advantage? Why is that a better claim? Because when she says that someone was bail me ba'inis, she now becomes possible to get married to a kayan. But if she says that an accident happened, she won't be possible to be with a kayan. So therefore that's a much better taina. So, so therefore she has a migu and we believe her. But over here, my miguike, there is no migu at all. She, there's no better taina. This person that says the taina is body, you owe me a hundred dollars. There's no migu, there's nothing that he could have said any better taina. So there's no reason to believe the one that has the taina is body when he's being mighty mamin. That's one answer. Yinami Yodigamara says another answer. There's a chazaki here. At can Why is she believed over here? Why is the woman believed over here? You place the woman on a certain status that she has. What's the status that a woman has? She has the chazake that she's a basula. If we're not sure at what point her status of her body changed, when did she become a bula? Did it happen before Edison or after Edison? We place her on the chazake that it probably happened later after the Edison, like she says. So because she has a chazake to back up her claim, we believe her. The one that's saying the tiniest body has no chazake at all. It's the other person that has the chazake. He has the money in his pocket. So that's why Rav Nachman says that over here, body v'shema, lav body yadav. But over here, Rav Gamliel believes her with a tiny body because she has a chazaka to back up her claim. But it concludes, like we just said, it, it's, it's, lo- it's logical to say that this is the, the, the pshat over here, that Rav Nachman, who da'amak Rav Gamliel, that Rav Nachman could still agree to Rav Gamliel. Why? The end came, because if you're not going to say that Rav Nachman goes like Rav Gamliel, you're going to run into a problem that there are going to be two halachas that we paskin like that are going to be a contradiction. The Kaimala and Hilchasik Rav Nachman, Bidini. We know that when it comes to all Dine Mominus, money matters, we always paskin like Rav Nachman. So here we paskin like Rav Nachman that Bari Vishem Allah Bari Yadif. That's on one hand. But over here, regarding our Mishnah, when the woman has the tiniest body, as we quoted before, Rav Yudah said in the name of Shmuel, that we pass like Rav Gamliel, that we do follow her tiniest body. So it's a contradiction of these two halachas. So it must be like we explained, that the tiniest body of this woman is stronger, either because she has a migo, or because she has a chazaka on her side. This proves this answer.